Chapter 15 R&R &R. After finally reaching the apartment that Vega had arranged for me, a very spacious and neutral-coloured fourth-floor apartment overlooking a nearby canal basin, I immediately discovered that it had been decorated to a high spec, and the cupboards and fridge freezer had been stocked with all manner of food and beverages that instantly caught my eye and appealed to my palate. Within the closets and the wardrobes of the main bedroom of the apartment there was an assorted collection of items of clothing that all looked as though they would fit me perfectly. On the door bed of the main bedroom there lay a dark brown leather satchel and a large brown envelope with my name on it waiting for me. Inside the satchel there was all manner of pieces of paper including information regarding the rebels that Vega believed may be a part of the rebellion against him names, addresses, locations of interest, which all looked to have been hand-written in Vega's own handwriting, as well as a small white envelope with To Olivia written on it. I put the leather satchel and its contents aside, and then I reached for the large brown envelope, which had, to my astonishment, thousands of pounds in every kind of denomination of Bank of England notes in it. Suffice it to say, there was more money in that envelope than I had ever seen in my life so much so that I was almost afraid to touch it. In the main bedroom, opposite the window that led to a terrace, there was a desk with a laptop on it, next to a fancy chrome-looking metal lamp, and a telephone with an illuminated large colour screen. On the wall opposite the bed, there was a large flat-screen TV that looked so thin that you could almost mistake it for a dark mirror, or a part of the wall itself that it was attached to. The main bedroom and the whole apartment was nice, light and welcoming. However, it was it was definitely lacking in something. It felt more like a apartment that you would show to potential apartment owners. At least that was the way that it felt to me at first. After driving for most of the early morning and then taking quite some time in finding my new apartment, not to mention not getting much sleep the night before, I must admit to having felt greatly exhausted and in need of some R&R &R before I proceeded on my hunt. So, with that in mind, I lay down on my new bed, still fully clothed from head to toe, just planning to have a couple of minutes of laying down with my eyes closed. However, a couple of minutes quickly turned into a couple of hours, during which I dreamed. I dreamed, among other things, that Vega, Melissa and I were watching the film Back to the Future as we all sat on the sofa in the living room of our old house watching one of my favourite movies until there was a sudden knock on the front door. In my dream, I remember standing up from the sofa, walking over to the front door, opening it and then revealing that it was in fact Tala who was standing on the other side of the door with a smile on her face and carrying an electric torch in her right hand which she immediately shined into my eyes as she said see the light see the light over and over again before she spontaneously combusted into a plume of black smoke the next part of my dream featured Vega running through a forest at night and seemingly being chased by ominous anthropomorphic shadows that looked like rampant creatures from where I was observing them anyway. And I also dreamed that Melissa was in the hospital wearing a hospital gown and about to give birth. But in my dream, she died in childbirth after delivering a blood-soaked wolf cub. 
My dreams were, they were surreal to say the least. And for a few moments there, while I was dreaming, I actually believed that everything I saw was in fact real. However, fortunately, it was all a dream. And when I awoke from that horrendous nightmare, I decided to waste no time in getting up, venturing out of my new apartment and then making my way into Birmingham City Centre. As I walked along the canal way, I did a quick Google search on my phone for the exact location of the law firm where Val worked, which I discovered was located on Cherry Street. I also knew that, no matter what I did, I needed to not attract too much attention to myself, nor look or sound suspicious in any way as I tried to track down Val and follow her every move. 